Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever listened to a cryptocurrency or blockchain discussion on either Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse? If you haven't, I'll let you know that the tone is much different than a discussion about NFTs. So if you go into an NFT room on Twitter or Clubhouse, it is a just completely different vibes. Honestly, it is like a hippie campfire or a Buddhist monk monastery a retreat compared to some of the hostile discussions that go down in these crypto and blockchain rooms. And oftentimes there's a lot of fierce debates and technical discussions that honestly 99.99% of people just do not even care how all the nuts and bolts of everything working. But if you're really interested in all this space, I definitely recommend even sitting in on one of those. Most people don't even need to know that. I'll definitely say, for example, an email. No one really cares how the email gets from computer one to computer two and all the different steps and what it has to do to interact with the network and all that. No, people just want to know that they send an email and it gets to whoever they're sending it to on time. However, today we're going to take a look at some of these blockchain things, and without getting too technical, we're going to take a look at Polygon and understand why this matters to NFT collectors. And in one of these blockchain rooms, a debate came out as to why Polygon even mattered. And one of the people actually said that the only reason why it matters is because there is gas on Ethereum. And if it wasn't for that, the high prices that nobody wants to pay, Polygon would be absolutely irrelevant. That is kind of laughable because fact remains is that, yes, there is gas, there are fees, and there is a need for it. And that argument is almost like saying an electric vehicle is irrelevant because the only reason why people matter about that is because gas prices are high and it also has the economic or the uh, environmental impact. Regardless of how many reasons there are why something is viable, the fact that it is viable, it is there, it does make it relevant. So understanding why this is a discussion or why we even need to think about Polygon and not just have all of our eyes and attention and focus on Ethereum is beneficial to those of us that are in the NFT community. Now, going down into the nuts and bolts, again, without going overly technical, what I'll actually do is I'll leave a link to a YouTube video. So if you're really interested in this stuff, going really deep and really understanding all of this stuff, I highly recommend just clicking that, looking at the show notes, watching that video, and it will really go much deeper. I'm going to skim some of the surface and really how it applies to the NFT collector and some general knowledge that needs to be uh, understood, whether you're deciding to create some NFTs, sell them, or you're collecting them and understanding why Polygon even matters in the whole ecosystem of things. The majority of the attention in the NFT market is centered around Ethereum and the various drops that are going on there. And right now, primarily up until this point, it was a lot of generative art projects or one of one quote unquote, fine art projects that are on these various marketplaces. And Ethereum is where the the big players hang out, if you will. So the majority of the dollars that are being spent on NFTs will be spent on open seas and a small fraction on some other secondary markets. However, as far as blockchains go, the vast majority is Ethereum. Now, some people would say, well, just stick with Ethereum and that's where all the traffic and attention is. So that's all that really matters. That's all we should focus on. However, Ethereum has some very serious problems as far as scaling. For starters, the blockchain itself in this current state can only process 30 transactions per second. So that is why when you see these gas prices start to go up, it is because the number of transactions, 30, is not enough to meet the demand. So what ends up happening is all the other people that want to make a transaction 
auction, especially during the time of a highly anticipated mint, they're bidding against each other. And that's where that term gas wars comes from, because everyone wants to move to the front of the line so that they'll be in one of those 30 that are going to go through for that particular second. So if I know that a mint is going on 10,000, whatever it might be, try to calculate what's the demand going to be. And I want to move ahead before it mints out. So I'm going to raise my bid to basically cut the line. And that's how gas wars are really uh, developed. As the market recovers and the volume starts to pick back up, gas is going to come uh, more of an issue again. However, over the weekend, I did a transaction for 12 Gwei, which is just in comparison, one of my first Ethereum transactions was 120 Gwei. So we're talking about 10 times less gas at the current moment with everything being down. However, as I said, as the market recovers, more people come back on and new people come to the blockchain and start to discover NFTs. And um, most likely they're going to eventually end up on OpenSeas, which is the big marketplace right now and end up in Ethereum. And it's going to cause that huge problem to go back up. So I'm not expecting it to stay at 12 in these prices as far as uh, what has been going on in the last couple of years, these prices are really pre-NFT prices. But Polygon offers a solution to this. The scaling issues it has, the 30 transactions is really not enough, especially when we're talking about these drops of 10,000 and they're selling out in minutes and what have you. So understanding, just doing simple math, you can understand that there is a huge problem and Polygon offers one of the solutions. And you're going to hear a whole bunch of uh, different technical terms like layers and all sorts of things. But all I'm going to tell you is what it does is it's a series of codes and using some technology that takes the transaction off of the Ethereum main network. And by doing so, it's going to reduce the amount of resources used to make these transactions. Rather than reporting every single little transaction, what it's going to do is just do a batch all at once in one big transaction. And that way it can spread out all of the costs over all of those. That's the simplified version without really going into the nuts and bolts. But just think of it as it's buying it in bulk wholesale and then submitting the order all together at once. As a result, Polygon tends to be a faster, more efficient network, and it can have way more transactions per second. And at this current state, we're talking about maybe 65,000 transactions per second, and it's going to be far less than the even the record low gas prices that we're seeing right now. My transaction over the weekend, which I was not complaining about, was about $10 for that transaction. However, on Polygon, we're talking about fractions of a penny, so way less than a penny. So it, honestly, it does not even compare. We're talking about the gas prices and the number of transactions. It completely blows it away. So for this reason, you'll see a lot of developers will favor building things on Polygon as opposed to the Ethereum main network. And the reason why is because depending what type of utility it is, and if this is something that has to be uh, transacted with a lot, such as a game, because there's going to be countless transactions within a game. You're playing the game, it's recording stats. In the case of it might be producing or mining something, let's say it's a game like uh, Farmville, let's say, where uh, crops are being grown and then the crops are being sold and then it's generating points and tokens and all of that information is being saved. That can't be done on Ethereum because each of those transactions are, is going to cost a lot of money. So a person would not want to play that game in the sense that each time that something has to be recorded, they would have to pay whatever the gas rate is at time. It could be hundreds of dollars and nobody wants to do that. 
Also, in the case of DeFi or decentralized finance, there is a lot of swapping of tokens back and forth. So in order to do that, it's not really feasible to do it with Ethereum. Using something such as Polygon makes that much more feasible. And just an analogy or an example as to understand why this even matters and how this works. If you look at the early 90s, when people were doing these transactions as far as getting onto these uh, brokerages and they started being stay-at-home day traders and they're doing these things uh, from home because the internet was exploding at that time, those transaction fees were very higher. But with the internet, everything, this the cost of everything going down, it really shifted away from these professional traders to the common man, if you will, or common woman could just get online, open a brokerage account. And at the point of recording this right now, the majority of those brokerage accounts have free transactions. And now you have college students, you have uh, anyone with just a few dollars here and there to just get into the market. And they're trying to do these different day trades. Now, if we're back in the early 90s, when it might cost, let's say, 20 or $50, to make each of these trades, not as many people are going to be in the market because it just does not make sense to buy a $1 stock or a $5 stock if you're going to have to pay $50 in transactions in order to get it. So what we're seeing now with the lowering of those transaction fees, more people are coming into the market. And that's similar to what happens over with these uh, transactions on the blockchain. With Ethereum being so expensive, all the gas rates, it's going to limit the amount of transactions and it's also going to more favor the higher price things. Going back to that stock analogy, if you are buying, say, $200,000 worth of stocks, a $50 versus a $1 transaction fee doesn't really make that much of a difference at that point when you work it on a percentage basis because someone who's buying $100,000 worth of stocks really isn't going to sweat or fret over you know $50 worth of transaction fees. But on the other hand, the student that just might be only able to afford one single stock, that is a huge problem at that point. So for that reason, DeFi and building games and all those different things does not make sense to do it on the main net of Ethereum. And even unstoppable domains, which is uh, the competitor to ENS domains, the .eth domains, they initially rolled out on Ethereum mainnet just as ENS domains did. However, each time an edit needs to be made to those records, it counts as a transaction. So let's say I wanted to associate a particular domain name like tropicvibes.nft to a different wallet. Well, I have to log a transaction on the blockchain to say it is now going from this wallet to that wallet. Well, each time that is done, there is a gas fee paid. So just imagine just to swap wallets or in the case of linking it to the social media accounts like at Tropic Vibes for Twitter or whatever it might be, or linking it to the website or anything of that nature, each of those transactions is going to add up a lot over time because there's multiple lines that could be changed at any given time. So for that reason, a lot of people that do register ETH domains do not end up recording all that information when they purchase it. And they realize, well, if they go back and add that information, it doesn't make sense because they're going to have to pay so much money at that time. So if you go through the registry and you're looking at the different things, you'll see a lot of blank fields within people's ETH domains because they didn't understand that each edit that you make is going to be separate gas fees. Now, Unstoppable Domains, when they initially launched, they were on the Ethereum mainnet but 
as all of these transactions issues and the scalability and everything started to surface itself, it transitioned over to Polygon. So when I bought mine, it was right after the transition was made and I minted directly onto Polygon. And what that allowed me to do is set all of that up without paying gas fees. The price that I paid for the domain itself covered the cost of all the minting and transactions I could edit. I can add my social media and things like that, which I just did the other day and it didn't cost me anything because we're talking about fractions of a cent as opposed to dollars. So just imagine you're buying a domain for five or $20 or whatever it might be. However, the gas fees for that might be $100. And then after that, if you want to change any kind of information, you're gonna have to pay another $100. So really, you can see how this thing gets out of hand very quickly. And that is the main appeal of why something like Polygon even matters. So the whole argument to me is pretty laughable in the sense that, oh, it doesn't even matter. The only reason why people care about Polygon is because Ethereum has gas problems and it just happens to be listed on OpenSeas. Yes, that is true, but that is why it is relevant. The fact is, gas is an issue that ETH that the Ethereum mainnet has not tackled yet, and Polygon offers one solution. Now, Polygon isn't just all perfect and everything is great with it. There are some issues with it. For starters... It does require a little bit more of an advanced user because you have to add that network into the MetaMask because most likely anyone that's going to be using Polygon is going to use a MetaMask wallet. And to do that, you have to add a separate network because when it's initially set up, you will not see the Polygon network or Matic tokens or anything of that nature. And that's another issue in itself too, the whole token name in itself. When the Polygon network initially launched, it was called the Matic network. However, once the coin is registered as Matic, that cannot be changed. So when they rebranded, started to call everything Polygon, the name of the token is already on the blockchain. It is registered and it can't be changed. So now you have Polygon and Matic being used interchangeably. So that could be confusing to a lot of people. They're saying, what's all this Matic talk? And that's the reason why. It's because the Matic coin or the Matic token is a currency that is on the Polygon network. So that would be like the Ether token or ETH being used on the Ethereum network. However, because there is such a gap between Matic and Polygon, it could be very confusing. And even I, when I first heard that, I knew when I'm looking at the charts and seeing uh, the different activities on say CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap and all these different research websites that shows the data, I'm seeing Matic. However, I didn't fully understand that Matic and Polygon were the same until I started to really do my digging into NFTs and blockchains and what have you. So a new user in the whole ecosystem might think they're two completely different things. So that is one area that is an issue that could slow down adoption. But overall, there there is no perfect solution. So there's going to be other blockchains that pop up, Polkadot and so many other solutions. And I can't even think of how many different layers or side chains or applications or ba basically code to tackle some of these issues that are currently out. And there's only going to be more to come out because each day someone is going to find a new problem, a new use case that they can tackle. So I don't think it's really uh, feasible to dismiss any of them because at this point right now, who knows what's going to be the dominant one? Who knows if even uh, two years from now that Ethereum will be the dominant smart contract network because there's definitely things out there, Cardano, Solano, and so many other ones that could easily overtake it. But it all depends. Like You don't know who's going to uh, really tackle the problems that we're currently seeing best. 
And as gas prices start to go back up, more people, I believe, are going to start to look at Matic and Polygon and all that as a solution. But speaking of gas prices and not wanting to pay any gas, that is one of the reasons why I have my NFTs over on the WAX blockchain. And the token over there is the WAX P token. If you'd like to see my most current NFT drops, if you go to niftybusiness.co slash links, it will pull up the link tree and you'll see all of the different things. And there is a link right there that says the WAX NFT drops. Or you could just go into the show notes where you'll see niftybusiness.co slash links and it will take you right there. But as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this as we grow and build Web3 together. I look forward to the next episode. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.